Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Rosalind McNally and Bibi Dalman. This week, we're discussing awareness. So welcome back to all of our listeners and hey Rosaline, how are you doing? So good to be back I here. I know, with you. always good to be here. Mm, so we're talking about awareness this week. Mm-hmm. What is it? What does it mean? <laughs> how do we engage with it? How do we notice when there is awareness present, when there isn't, and why is it even important? That's a lot of questions in one go now. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you like to start? I think of, you know, how would you define awareness? Like when we're talking about it, what is it? It's it's a it's something that, you know, is is so often used as a as a word, as a term, but I think it's really important that we give it some roots and some context so we can then dive a little bit deeper into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um for me, gosh. I'm like, what would the dictionary say? I don't know. But for me, awareness would be what is happening around me. So having an, an, a, an awareness, to use that word, but having an, uh, an inner knowing or an outside knowing or just being aware of what is happening around me. But then self-awareness then is more about what is happening within me. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? You know, an understanding of myself. Like, so to me, there's, they both interplay with each other. Um, mm -hmm. because sort of what is happening, the outside is affecting what is happening within me. What's happening within me is affecting the outside. And especially if we bring other people and situations into that there, and especially other people into that. So it's a space where for me, awareness is where we cultivate a deeper understanding of who we are and how we operate in the world and what sort of what aspects or parts of ourselves, behaviors and patterns that really operate really well and have no, an understanding of how they support us in the world and then catching those sort of behaviors, patterns that maybe don't support us, that maybe don't allow us to grow and expand or maybe flare up at certain times and then learning to have a, a deeper knowing of what's behind those so understanding, like sometimes we may never find out where they came from per se, but we'll have a sense of what part of us is acting from that space. Is it the hurt child? Is it the part that doesn't feel heard? The part that doesn't feel listened to? Is it the part that's like just very fearful in life? Is it, you know, is it the hereditary part running through me where I know God, yeah, everybody in our house are warriors or whatever those things are. So when we have that kind of, in a sense, information knowledge and understanding then we can begin to choose differently yeah yeah to me awareness has has so much to do about you know noticing yeah the the pure act of of noting paying attention which we oftentimes you know connect straight away to judging or acting on and so Working with awareness and, and what awareness really is, is, is that noting before we do something. So it's a, a, a witnessing and, you know, in, in yoga practice a lot, this idea of, you know, sakshi, the, the, uh, 
non-judgmental observer, you know, that part within me um, that can actually note and take stock of that I'm saying something, what am I saying? That I'm sensing something, what am I sensing inside, outside of me? And so awareness to me in that way is it's it's like a it's like a superpower. <laughs> it it augments whatever whatever there is um, in terms of there we live in a in a world where there's there's so many impressions coming into our ourselves and from a pure point of being able to digest and live in this life we have to have a filter and so through this filter we already only notice certain things and then when we layer over a sense of busyness our capacity to notice and be aware of is becoming even more restricted in a way yeah so we notice the patterns and the things that we feel serve us in that moment from getting you know we're driving that car there are certain things we're noticing um when we're having conversation there are certain aspects in people that you know they may trigger us and we notice them more than other aspects and so to me the practice of awareness is to to understand and take note of oh there is there are these sort of set of, set of circumstances that I'm, I'm I'm aware of, but there is so much more that I'm not aware of, and in that way, and that's why I call it a superpower. Is when you widen your field of awareness, you right away get a a bigger base to that you can stand on, you know, in order. So when we look at someone and we only have this narrow idea of who that person is, when we're practicing awareness, so we don't only hear the things that trigger the hell out of us, but we also, you know, hear all these other things that that person says, we are much less likely to misunderstand that person, you know, and with that way, we, when we bring that onto ourselves, we are much more likely to have more self-compassion, um, in, in a physical practice, we begin to understand how all the different components within our body are actually coming together and working together. And what, what happens in the physical practice is, and it's, it's a beautiful, because it's such a mirror for how everything else works, the more subtle layers of us. But when we bring awareness, if I ask students to, you know, let's say a typical shape, downward facing dog, usually what we, we notice our arms and our legs mostly. But if I just through the cueing ask somebody to, you know, notice, you know, their, their kidneys, their lungs, it channels our awareness into those parts of our body. And you can actually, and this is the amazing thing, without asking anyone to move in a different way, you can see how the bodies and the shape in space are actually shifting. And they're shifting nine out of 10 times into a, a more, more in, into a healthy alignment, into a more holistic expression of themselves. And so this, to me, has been always so fascinating when we work with awareness in a physical practice. So of course I can go in and, and ask someone to turn their arm in a certain way and to align the shoulder turned in this particular way. What I always, I always found was so fascinating is when, we, when, when I'm asking students to shift their awareness throughout the body, and as they're becoming aware of more parts of themselves, the overall expression becomes more true to themselves, which means they're honoring more of the biomechanical blueprint, which means wear and tear on the skeleton goes down, which means the usage of the different muscle becomes more optimized, you know, without actually having to micromanage and say something what to do. And so to me, awareness is that it's when we notice more, there is that invitation, there's that possibility that we 
we come into a more fuller expression of ourselves without necessarily having to do the, you know, overt list of follow this 10 step process to have a happier, healthier life in that way, yeah. you know? Um, so awareness in that way without actually having to do anything purely by noticing there's a shift, a massive, massive shift that mm -hmm. begins to happen. I think that's really exciting and important. Mm, it's to know oneself. Like, and just as you're saying, when we bring awareness to anything within us or outside of us, then we're bringing our attention and our energy to it as well. Like, so it has to begin to change. Like, so it does, mm -hmm. so it's holding that capacity for us to begin to notice more what is happening within us and around us when certain things are going on internally or externally. It allows us to hold a greater capacity for all parts of ourselves rather than what we'll go is start putting them into filing cabinets of good, bad, right, wrong. It's acknowledging that all of it is a way that we've been taught to respond to life or have adapted to respond to life. And now maybe by having awareness, we're learning to respond in a different way rather than maybe through old programming or old wounds or current threats that are in our environment that we're maybe taking that sacred pause and getting to maybe choose differently. Like, and I chat about that in class. People go to me, what's the best thing it's ever given you? Healing. I'm like, there's not enough hours in the day for that. I go, but one of the most beautiful things is actually having a direct experience of that pause. Like not just once, but so often I go, but I remember, you know, those moments of when you're first tasting it of, oh, I'm actually getting to really see like the choices that I can make in this moment. And that one feels really mm, old shoes. I could wear them. I could roll in the mud and it will feel so good to roll in that mud possibly. But there's a different path maybe calling me now that is more supportive for my own well-being. Other people may not like it or may not agree with it, but I know it's really for my own well-being. Like, so then we're getting to, you know, put on the new shoes and start to walk in them and get used to that way. Like, and the first, the first sort of time of walking that path doesn't mean then we're done with that awareness and suddenly that's it anchored in. It depends on it. So sometimes we need to keep sort of rewiring our, our system on so many different levels, like our neural pathways, our body, our responses, the emotions, the parts that are triggered in those spaces and how they react to sensations. So we keep sort of walking the new path until it becomes part of us. Mm. Um, it really, I think, is such a, it's such a beautiful practice because... You know, we can make it an overt practice that we, you know, consciously set time and space. We sit down and we, you know, what can I note? But we can also be such a practice that that we can really engage in at any point in time. You know, the conversation that we're having right here, right now, it's like, what is it that I'm aware of? What is it that I'm not aware of? What else can I notice, you know, in, in the tone of your voice, in the tone of my voice, in the, you know, the back and forth um, when we're, you know, the way we're sitting, you know, how can I notice how I'm sitting? And when, when we draw our attention to more places, you had just such a beautiful expression of like, there's an augmentation, there is a you know, a widening of our, of our field, but it's not just a widening of our, what we're noticing as such. It's like we become bigger. 
we become bigger, the capacity that we're holding for life becomes bigger. And really what that is, it's an expression of, of life force, of vibrancy. Now, not just being, you know, contained in a small little bubble deep within us, but it starts to ripple through all the layers. And this is what we, what we can see in people, you know, this is like when, when somebody is super present in a conversation or when, you know, the, when someone is aware of oneself, it's like, it's even a practical level, you know, you notice yourself, but you also notice when you're shopping in a supermarket and someone's coming back from, from that back, right. And you can just gently lean to the left and let that person come in. It's just, you know, an awareness of both my environment and also how I am and I interact with, with my environment. Now, what I feel, um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too, is there is Right away, when we work with expanding awareness, and this is such a popular, you know, topic in across the healing world, um, one thing I don't necessarily see mentioned enough with it that goes hand in hand and it has to be practiced is our capacity of non-reactiveness. Because when we notice more, more things potentially trigger us, right? And so if we if our capacity, if, if we're, and, and that's coming back to my first point of having an awareness without judgment, right? Without having a reaction to it right away, because when you're noticing more and more things are triggering you and we're not aware of that chain reaction happening within us, the problem then lies that, um, we become exhausted because life is triggering now the hell of us. And if we bring in a layer of judgment on top of that, what happens is that, you know, now we're judging ourselves as well. And so then becoming aware of more things feels highly inflaming to the system. And then we take a step back. I'm like, maybe I don't want to notice that much. Maybe I don't want to know that much about the world. Maybe I don't need to have all the bits filled in. I am happy and content in the way I was and put myself back into that box. So I think, um, having practices and an understanding of, of, of that principle. Um, but really consciously practice, not just noticing more, but also, you know, noticing your reactivity to all the things and having practices that help you stay in a place of observing and noting rather than engaging in judgment is, I think is, is so important. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like when the things that are poking at us, they give us a, a space. How do you say it? Like, it's like, it's not reacting to it, but it's to actually allow myself to meet the uncomfortableness of what is arising in me because there's as much in that for me and sometimes too easy to, you know, think everything is a, you know, the, about the other person and it's all about them sort of thing. Like, but it can be, you know, like we'll blame them or it's all their fault where I'll go, okay, but what was going on on my side? What was, what was really uncomfortable that I really either... Maybe did I leave my body? That was my initial reaction to shout back, to engage, you know, to fight my my space, my corner. Do you know, like maybe I didn't have the answers and I thought I should have the answers. Maybe I didn't know how to engage with that level of energy. But we're learning all, all of the time around that space just to be sometimes with the uncomfortableness of it and going, okay, I don't need to prove myself or do anything in this moment but I can take this home with me and really start to unpack it and to be with it and to really maybe get to notice okay what was going on in my body when that was going on in my body what happened like 
Could I feel it energetically? You know, what was going on in the mind? What was my first instinct? Did I freeze? Did I run? You know, I couldn't run, but that was my, if I could, if I would have got those legs moving, you know, like, did I sort of just disconnect? Do you know, like, do I feel like I lost a bit of time there in that space? Do you know, like, and then we can also explore, like, you know, how often do I feel like that and what situations brings that up in me, like, and then maybe notice and then on the greater scale of looking at the family and go, oh, wow, you know, a few of us do that and actually, you know, all of us do that or God, actually, you know, remember seeing that in my mum and then my mum used to chat about granny doing that or whatever it might be like but we maybe we get to see a deeper pattern in within it like but I love sort of watch and myself I love watching where my energy goes like as in, oh god it's gone <laughs> do you know, like so I know I've actually left myself so this is a what was happening here is uncomfortable enough that a part of me leaves me so then it's like okay so what's happened that moment that I think I actually need to abandon myself and how can I allow myself to be with myself and hold myself in that space knowing that I may not be able to respond in any way but that I can learn eventually to look. And it like leads right back to you know how you opened up this conversation this awareness of the space around us and within us right Mm. and I think it's just these these two sides um that we need to stay in contact in contact with because if we're you know the reason why these bodies change in a yoga posture is because the awareness is distributed more evenly throughout the entire physicality and this brings a sense of aliveness you know and so the so it is our energy literally our life force goes where our attention goes right and so that part of us has not been paid attention to it hasn't received through that attention, the life force that that could be there it hasn't been integrated into the rest of of the body, and it's the same goes when what you were saying here. When our attention goes outside, we abandon ourselves. You know, our attention goes there, life force goes there, energy goes outside. So it's it's not just what am I noticing more outside, but what am I noticing outside and inside. So that's where the growth, the span of our energy field really becomes augmented, right? Because it can be there and here present i can be in the peripheries and in my center i can go into my past and stay into the pre- in the present and i can go and talk about my and think about my dreams and my visions in the future and stay here and so it's the the both right i think that is so important mm-hmm. is the fabric of life gets spun or like really st- stretched in terms of um that creative tension that really gives, if you think of a marquee, like that buoyancy when the tent poles pull, right? So that's the invitation. How far can I go out there and stay in here? And then that is that is really the expansiveness that I can hold all of life and also that I can spe- experience all of life because to come back to the physical practices, we experience life when we just take the physical body mostly through those parts that we are aware of. So this becomes limiting in two ways. We only can let in the goodness of life through those diminished amount of parts that we're actually present. But we also respond to life through that diminished part of ourselves. If we're only present in embodied in 60% of ourselves, we actually, we can't show 100% up. And so now 60% of ourselves, you know, on a physical level speaking, is now trying to deal with this 100% situation that's in front of us. So we always feel we're not quite 
enough, right? We always feel like the 60% now have to go into overdrive to make up for these other parts of us that haven't been integrated. And so really when we're talking about expanding our awareness and becoming more consistently aware of more parts of ourselves, it really means when we take the physical body again, that I am now perceiving life through ever more percentages. There's a huge difference if I'm perceiving, you know, life through 90% of my body rather than to 60%. And then I also have more of myself available than to act out in the world. So the beauty, you know, it's like, if, if, if part of your eyes just have this shadow over it, you know, not all of the light comes in. Um, but also you can't express if part of your mouth is covered, you can't, your voice can't come out in complete, in a complete way. So to me, working with awareness is really always the journey of, of embodying more of ourselves in ever more places in ever more situations, um, from the physical to the most, most subtle so that we can show up in life with more presence so then we feel we're fully ready for this moment because when we show up 100% with all of ourselves we are able to deal with the moment that's right in front of us we may not have solved all of life and know all the steps but right here what presents in front of us no matter how difficult and traumatic it is in that moment we have the capacity to deal with that um not necessarily digesting it completely that moment there may be for sure you know depending on what type of trauma that can be that has a ripple effect that needs you know years of digesting for sure but we have a greater chance of dealing with it than if we're only present in part of ourselves and so if there has something happened within our life where we have out of you know the way just family patterns the people in our life show up in them in, in their own physicality. If there has been trauma that we've experienced, if there have been any reasons where we just became disembodied almost and or just living in small pockets of ourselves when we do this awareness practice, um, we want to be aware of that it can bring some of those uh, aspects back up where we start to have now the opportunity to digest it on a, on a, on a deeper level. So there is... To me, the practice of awareness is not just so easily said of like, just notice more. It's not that. Mm. It's 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 noticing more and beginning to heal the the wounds that are present from whenever we have disabandoned ourselves for maybe very, very valid reason at a time, you know. And so it is really the invitation to bring back. And so sometimes it is as easy as bring your awareness into your, you know, right palm and all of your physicality in a yoga pose is just lit up. And sometimes it, it, it's a much, much slower process. But the invitation always is that if everything, if, if we've made it this far in life... <laughs> To become aware of more of us is always the invitation to really, uh, to, to figure out a way to live more easeful in life, which doesn't mean always it's easy, mm -hmm. but we're bringing essentially, we're figuring out that in our tool belt, we have more tools available to us. We're more capable to deal with. So progressively when our awareness begins to grow and when we take these kind steps and give ourselves the time, we are coming back home to ourselves and ever more full expression and to me something as seemingly simple as awareness is really can be the guide along a journey of healing you know it is what presents itself as I'm bringing more things in it's like oh wow okay that I can digest myself here I need to bring in support system you know so I can mm. be more aware of that and then some parts we go 
that's that that's that I'll come back to that in 10 yeah. years time again and that's also okay you know but noticing that is also super powerful yeah yeah because like awareness is just the first step like because I can have to me it's like and I, I, I to see from years of working like you know we can go oh I have awareness and I'm like that's beautiful because that is the first step you know like but then what am I doing with that information like do you know, like or I can have you know all of the information in my head but then what am I doing with that do you know so it's the awareness is the first step but then I have to maybe acknowledge accept surrender work with it make hard choices around it as well like because some of the bigger spaces where we're creating those awareness or where we're being triggered are the parts where there were survival mechanisms or they worked for so sometimes you know like we're looking like we kind of want everything you know to keep the peace so we're like you know if we can just you know like I, I can just make this work for me rather than sometimes it's like actually the awareness is that I actually can't be in this space it's not safe for me to be in these environments and these spaces and with maybe certain people and and that's not because I failed at my healing work that is my healing work of making that hard choice of going do you know this is toxic for me so I can't be here you know like so awareness doesn't smooth it over with a lovely piece of icing on top unfortunately you know but it's like to acknowledge that sometimes the awareness is a first step and then there can be so many other steps in between you know like off the healing because the, the awareness is going this is where you're hurting this is you know where you, you, like you are looking for to create a sacred space for yourself but you're not allowing yourself to set the boundaries this is where you feel people are imposing your boundaries this is where you feel you don't have a voice this is where you're keeping yourself small this is you know this is the anger that you've held since you were little like and having awareness of going whoa god there's that anger you know it's normal then to go like a better just you know i don't know what to do with that that we that we sort of know that that's part of it and that's okay rather than shaming ourselves for having those emotions or thinking, well, if I was, you know, spiritual, I should be able to, you know, put the icing cake on that and be able to be with, you know, my work colleagues or be with my family or be with whatever, whomever. Like, well, sometimes it's the hard part is, you know, like I can't bypass myself. Like, so I can't bypass this healing part and the hard choices that I put up the boundaries and how other people respond isn't my full responsibility because they're used to a certain way. Or I'm learning, you know, to push the the comfort zone of my speaking up for myself or asking for what I need or giving to myself what I need. Do you know, like sometimes it's nothing about external at all. So to me, it's that space of the awareness is the first part, but then we're acknowledging all the feelings that come with that awareness, which is the judging, the guilt, the shame, whatever else will come with it. Like, And then we're maybe listening to all the voices that come with that awareness and then when maybe we're learning to challenge those little parts of ourselves or those little parts are going no you should be able to sit there at the christmas dinner table every year like you know even though it's doing xyz to you you know like you have to be able to stay in that workplace even though it's draining the living life out of you like and then that's where we're maybe learning to respond in those places or we're learning to remove ourselves from those spaces but with the awareness of why we're doing it i think is really sort of important as well like so we can go I'm choosing this because it is for my greater well-being like or sometimes we go I have no idea what to do with this and I need help 
to cope with what's coming up, to help me find new ways of doing things. Because if I've never set a, set a boundary in my life, I'm not going to suddenly know how to set one because I'm like, is this not what they look like? <laughs> you know, because that's what I thought a boundary was, saying yes to everything. <laughs> do you know, like, whereas then we're going, so how do I speak that and how do I hold that energy? How do I hold that space? How do I deal with another person that will more than likely go, but you used to. So it's a whole unwinding like and relearning. So beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And with that comes this this this, this layers to awareness, right? Sometimes we're aware of something, ah, this is this is quite uncomfortable and you know, but we don't act on it and then you know, over time, potentially, or maybe another situation arises, our awareness goes deeper. And we go, okay, this is not just uncomfortable. This, as a result of this, I am, you know, mm. not engaging at all at anymore, or, you know, I actually don't feel safe or I've stopped speaking out or, you know, um, I was like, okay. And then we might still not act up on that in certain boundaries or removing ourselves or moving into the situation. And, you know, as we're getting deeper and deeper in our understanding and the layers of awareness, at some point we, you know, when we see the vastness of connections that mm -hmm. can come from that, which we were observing, you know, I was like, oh my God, I never had an idea. This is affecting me all the way. This is this personal relationship, but it affects actually how I show up in work and what I'm thinking I'm worthy, you know, outside that. And it affects all these other things. Wow. And I think when when we go in layers deeper and deeper, then at some point when we have a great understanding of the connectedness, we go, okay, and then we're ready to act sometimes, you know. So it's 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 I think it's so important to not be that harsh on ourselves when we notice something we we just can't act on it. It's not always, and we sometimes have such harsh inner voices, right? It's not because we're always lazy. It's 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 maybe because we're scared. Maybe we don't have we don't see the path out. Maybe we don't have the tools, but also maybe we actually still underestimate the situation. You got like, ah, sure, that's not as bad, right? I got this far, and so to be to be really kind with ourselves, um, but holding ourselves also as much as possible in that fire. You know, keep coming back to noticing if this is something that we're working presently with. You know, so that there can be a deeper understanding of what is actually going on and that noticing and noting um how is that connected the world around me and within me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then make a you know make a decision from from that place and i think i truly find that a lot of the times we're hesitant in taking action really not because we're lazy it is really just because um there is a part of us that goes this is not the right time or there's a part of us that that you know that goes I, I need to investigate a little bit deeper into that. You know, I, I haven't quite grasped the full mm. extent of this. And this can be in in both the light and the shadow work, right? This can be in like really dealing with the heavy side of life, but it can be also the other way around of like, I'm not actually using my creativity because, you know, I'm not that great of a painter, aren't you know, like really. And then I begin to notice, well, where else am I sort of not actually acknowledging my needs or my capacities or you know and that way I was like oh wow and then maybe start painting a little bit and go like all of a sudden I'm also augmenting all these other areas in my life and so there's an awareness that starts to drop in that this thing that I thought was seemingly so insignificant that I do maybe if I have two hours on a Saturday all of a sudden I realized that may be the part that is fueling my sense of love and curiosity for life you know and when that understanding drops all of a sudden we have more time you know for for painting or making music or having chats with those people in our lives that where that creates so um i think actionability is always related to the you know the depth of understanding 
that we have at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just to bring it back towards, you know, the end of this podcast into sort of a very relatable and practical environment is, so where do I even start with awareness? You know, so by principle, you know, I get, I get the idea, I get it's, it's important, but if, if, if I'm, you know, if this is the time someone has listened to this now and is going like, okay, yeah, I can, I can see, I can see some of those dots. I can see myself and what I've heard here, but where do I even start? What would you mm. say from your experience? That could be a simple way of starting. Well, maybe not simple is going to be the use, but an, yes, it could start with the body as a gateway, becoming aware of the sensations, which, which then can lead us to more awareness of what is going on within our system. Because um, sometimes we might not be able to sort of access it through the mind or be able to sort of find it tangibly. But our body will let us know if, oh God, uh, run. No, I, I feel a little bit sick in my stomach. I actually feel like I'm holding my breath. You know, shoulders are tight. My body, just whole body tenses. Or I feel really relaxed. I feel really open. So you're looking for sort of exploring both experiences, not just when stuff is happening. Like, But in life, you know, like noticing at the body's gateway when I'm maybe I'm outside, when I'm doing something I enjoy. How do I feel when I'm feeling, you know, lit up by something? How does the body respond to that? When I'm chatting to somebody who I feel safe with, how does the body react to that? When I'm chatting to somebody who inspires me, how does the body react to that? But then when maybe when I'm going into those spaces where I know things just maybe aren't in sync. So it can be, oh, I'm having a conversation with a friend and, oh my God, she's going to tell me that same story she's been telling me for four years. How does my body react to that there? Like, and then maybe get more aware of that there in all situations of just the sensations and you might find there's core places that are always the little spaces that are talking to you like so you might find it's not like you kind of know for some reason i see that little operation game in my mind like you know but it's not like the whole body is going to start lighting up you'll find there's certain parts of your body that are more sort of going to react because to me they're the spaces that we're holding energetically those patterns those wounds those behaviors um and you don't have to do anything with that there per se but it's that acknowledgement or bring in to notice it that actually allows you to start healing it in a sense like that way like and then you can use different avenues and to explore it well if you're in therapy talk therapy or whether you're in somatic movement whether you're in yoga breath work shamanic healing reiki meditation whatever it is you can go deeper into those spaces but for me the first place will always be the body and what you're feeling like because even when i teach and when people come for sessions like i had somebody this week who actually said they were lazy like i think i'm lazy and i'm motivated and in my head it was just ding 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 no they're not do you know like and they're they're newly pregnant so the whole body is like doing the work of six folk sort of thing like do you know like so i went into a little meditation with them i went now hear this question like you know what is going on do you feel lazy are you unmotivated or what's beneath it what does the body need what's the body telling you beneath that there and they're like oh it actually just said, like, I realized, you know, I'm used to working one way, which is very yangy energy of everything, the movement and all. But it's telling me now I need the yin way for now. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. They go, because like I, I am doing a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But for them to have that understanding from themselves is so much more powerful than me saying it. When, as soon as I seen it, I knew it. But 
for them to get that answer from their own body like so it can be as simple you feel those spaces and then in your own space in your own time placing a hand on that part and asking it what do you need like do you know or can I just be with you and can I hold you in this space without trying to fix you or get rid of you or kick you out the door you know um, what do you want me to know you know, I'm a big fan of just listening and talking to our bodies. Like, and it's okay if there's no answers, because this might be the first time that you're actually going, "Oh my God, I didn't realize." You know, so much happens in my stomach when I feel there's confrontation coming my way, or I didn't realize I leave my body. You know, like I don't feel like I'm here, and then we go, "Oh God, I need to get myself back." And it's like you, you will always come back. It's just the natural habitat of your soul. But at least then you start going, "Oh God, that's interesting." So then with probably outside support for the deeper aspects, I can start exploring where, when did I first experience that and start bringing healing like. So that would, I'll just stick with one because I went on about 12 hours there. <laughs> one would be the body as the gateway, like, yeah, that way. And then find your practice, whatever your practice is, to help you through it then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I can speak to that because you have guided me so many times exactly to those places that you just described, you know, and it's such a powerful practice and asking those places in the body of, you know, what do they need? And uh, it can be really helpful to have someone that holds that space for you, that guides you, guides you to mm -hmm. that for, for, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so to, to maybe add, cause I could, you know, similar to you speak about, you know, the physical aspect and accessing to the physical, it's just a beautiful way. Um, <clears throat> It's very tangible, um, but maybe what we can do as well as do that as another aspect is to really watch our reactiveness. So, um, and that's where, you know, so if you have the physical practices, for example, um, where you note in your body, you know, what is, how am I reacting in this relationship, in this conversation, how am I, you know, where am I present right now, even listening to this podcast, where am I not in noticing that, but just also notice the moment when you ask yourself, you know, where am I present in my body while I'm listening to this podcast? I bet you've already shuffled <laughs> in your seat. Mm -hmm. Like we've already adjusted. <laughs> and so um, one practice that is beautiful in that is meditation. It is that, you know, sitting down and noticing what can you notice? And then as you continue to become aware of ever more parts of yourself, notice when there's this part of you that wants to fix, you know, can I breathe? What is my breath? I notice my, well, can I breathe deeper? Oh, I'm sitting, oh, maybe I should, you know, shift my weight more over here than, you know, and just noticing that self-editing process, that reactivity, what you're noticing. Um, because if, if you can create a little bit of a gap, a breathing room between the noticing and the reactivity, you're actually going to be able to take more information from that, which you've originally noticed that you become aware of. So it is both having these physical practices for sure, noticing in the body, how you're reacting to it, but then also in everyday life, you know, you can be like what you said, you can be in a conversation, you can be standing at a till like, Oh, I'm feeling that sense of anxiety or urgency now coming up, but there's a bit of rage here because the queue is not moving fast enough, you know? So the most mundane of situations, but then also I think it is really helpful to sometimes take the external environment away to some extent and sitting in meditation where you just, you with your own reactivity and your own thoughts and your own feelings alone and just watch how quick that happens, you know, where you jump to conclusion right away and 
over time, when you're sitting with that again, you need a bit of humor and you need a bit of kindness to yourself when you've watched this and, you know, maybe have like a little smirk and you face, oh yeah, there's, there's, there's that judgment again. There's that self, you know. Um, but if you can, I find, you know, doing that with a gentle smile, not to cover over anything, but just to bring in that, that sense of curiosity and playfulness into the practice is really important. Um, but yeah, just to tease that apart, that reactivity a little bit, it gives you access to more information of what actually it is that comes up when you're aware of things. Yeah. So there will be. I like that. Yeah. And, and then could be a million of million other, other practices as well. Of course it's, it's, you know, uh, it is also individual. Give yourself also that space that, you know, maybe it's neither of those two that we just spoke about that is present for you. You know, it can also be very valid. Yeah, definitely. Like especially when I was chatting about the body, because for some people, it's just not going to be the access point possibly. Like, so it's to find another way to depend on what's held in the system, like, but through the spaces and the meditation or your own little practices, it's all, it's all available. The awareness is always there. Yeah. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you so much yeah. for uh, that really juicy dive in uh deep rosaline and thank you so much for everyone uh for listening um i hope you've enjoyed um this past half an hour or so um as always if you have any questions get in touch send us an email or wherever you find us on social media mm -hmm. and we always would love to hear from you um yeah and we'll see you at the next podcast have a great week yep see you later bye We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.